What comes up for you when you hear the words AI, aka artificial intelligence? AI is a major topic of discussion these days. So when I got the chance to sit down with an AI tech founder, I leaped at the opportunity. As you know, my goal is to reach financial independence by age 40 and live a work-optional, travel-filled life. One way I'm making that happen is by making more money and scaling my business. One of my newest projects is Grants for Creators, a bi-weekly newsletter where I curate grants and funding opportunities for U.S. creators, founders, and small business owners. Back in episode 107, I shared why grants are worth applying to and how to find different types of awards. I also talked about how Baby K inspired me to launch the Grants for Creators newsletter and how it has transformed my business. With that being said, I frequently apply for grants and there are a couple of things I could streamline. For example, my Google Docs that stores all of my responses ever is a mess. I struggle to find what I said in previous submissions, so I waste a lot of time either searching or trying to recreate the wheel. But that's all changing since I've gotten introduced to Grantable. Grantable helps creators, businesses, nonprofits, scholars, and researchers write grants faster. Philip Dang is the co-founder and CEO of Grantable, a grant writing assistant tool powered by AI. While Philip doesn't have a tech background, he has 15 years of experience working in the nonprofit sector. He also spent many years abroad doing nonprofit work in China. As a skilled grants writer, he would repurpose proposal parts and come up with drafts very efficiently. This became the inspiration for Grantable. Here's how Grantable works. Grantable AI drafts answers for you to approve using your previous answers or boilerplate language. Skip the bad parts and focus on telling a compelling story that helps you secure funding. In this episode, we chat about what is AI, is using AI for the grant writing process cheating, and the benefits and disadvantages of using AI grant writing tools. As a reminder, for all of the links mentioned in the episode, including the link to check out Grantable, head over to the show notes. Remember, using our links is one way to support this podcast. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hi, I'm Philip Deng, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Grantable. Philip, it's so great to connect with you. I've been learning a lot about AI, and really, I had a lot of questions. And I think also a lot of creators who are diving into this grants world will have a lot of questions as well. So officially, welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much. It's an honor to be here. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about AI. So 
How is AI changing the grant writing space first and foremost? That's a great question. I would say it hasn't changed it yet, but the community is definitely talking about it. So I'm part of a, a bunch of different groups and associations of grant writers because that's my background. And so I know that people are talking about the topic. ChatGPT, which is probably the most famous generative AI software out there right now, just reached 100 million users in two months, which is by far the fastest of all time. So many of those people are grant writers or people in our lives. And so everybody is seeing and experiencing this. And if you're a grant writer, I think one of your first thoughts is, oh, you know, can this write grants for me? Or, you know, is this going to threaten my work? So it's a really hot topic. I don't think it's changed it yet. I haven't seen any grantors, for example, talk about receiving applications that were written by AI, but it's definitely changing the conversation. You know, that's so interesting because with the talk of AI, especially as a grant writing tool, that was one of my questions, is using AI, is that cheating when it comes to writing grants? What would you say? I think this is a really important question, and I've thought about it, and especially to prepare for our conversation today, I think grant writing is a particular kind of writing process, and I think the clearest line that you don't want to cross when you're applying for grants, which would definitely be cheating, would be to lie about the data or the plans or the work that you're pitching the grantor on. So I think if you let an AI just fabricate an entire project or proposal for you and you submitted that and you got money, that would definitely be cheating. And I don't recommend anybody do that. And that won't last very long if you, if you go down that route. I think when it comes to the originality of the writing, though, you know, as opposed to, say, an essay in school where, you know, your teacher wants to see you have original thoughts and, and gauge your understanding of a topic. With grants, I think there's always going to be an important process where the people applying for the grant spend a lot of time and put a lot of thought into your narrative, get all of your facts laid out, tell the story in a really concise and compelling way. But it's actually a fairly standard practice for most grant seekers. If you're applying for a lot of grants, you want to reuse really good answers that you've already crafted for other proposals. So I think if the AI is helping you to kind of take your leftovers and cook something new, I don't feel that that is cheating. I think that's already what people are doing. And I think what this is doing is doing it faster for you. My actual hope is that if you can save a lot of that energy repurposing your text and you can actually put that back into being creative, I think, you know, in my own experience, when I've been working on my you know, 10th or 12th version of the same grant, it doesn't quite have the same fun aspect to it. So I'm always kind of just, gosh, I'm just copying and pasting at this point. So I actually think that if you have AI that presents you with a draft and you're more a, of an editor or the final polisher, I think it has the potential to actually improve grants the course of the year if the person has more energy and creativity to devote to it. I love that answer. And I love that reframe, that positive reframe and the benefits. So I have never really sat down and talked to someone about AI. 
So let's start from the beginning. Like, what is AI? And of course, we're going to dive into Granable and how Granable is using AI. But like, from the ground up, what is AI and what do we need to know? Well, let me preface this by saying that I'm coming from 15 years in the nonprofit sector as an executive director, grant writer. So I've been working in technology for about two years. So I've learned a lot in that time, but I'm not an AI researcher or scientist or or technical by training. But it's been really interesting to take my perspective. And then I think what I'm able to do is sort of explain what AI is in a way that I understand. And so I think the biggest difference between AI and other kinds of software is the ability for AI to learn. And usually AI is given a huge amount of data and trained. So humans will label data. They'll say, okay, here's millions of pictures of dogs. And they will tell the program, these are dogs. And the program will look at all those pictures and figure out what the common patterns are. And after a while, you can give it a picture of a dog and based on its pattern recognition, it can say, oh, this is a dog. There's a picture of a dog. And the next step is that we are giving these programs the ability to make decisions for us. And so I think that's a really important distinction is the intelligent part or the part that feels like you're you're interacting with another being is coming from that decision-making aspect of AI. So now it's taking uh, pictures of dogs and classifying them for you and putting them into folders or turning them into some other design for you. So that's really kind of the next level. When people talk about generative artificial intelligence, that generative part, it means that it's creating something for you. So I think in a broad sense, I'll just summarize AI as It's pattern recognition software that also has the ability to learn and to make decisions for us. Okay. I understand that. I love the dog analogy because, again, like I mentioned, like I see a lot of AI talk on Twitter, but it kind of feels like magic. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So it provides a visual and a, a just a greater context. So Philip, what inspired you to get into AI? You mentioned that you have an extensive career in the nonprofit sector. What was that spark two years ago or even before that, that made you interested in AI in the first place? Well, thank you for the question. I have written a lot of grants and I've written a lot of repetitive grants and I'm in the community of grant seekers that thinks that it could be a lot better. There's so much redundancy and so many, you know, forms that don't let you see the next question before you get there or delete your answers, character limits. So I was really frustrated and I was actually working as a grants consultant and looking for ways to be more efficient. So I would take my clients' prior proposals and I broke them up into chunks that I made really searchable. And then when they would ask me to write a grant, I could kind of grab blocks of their text and put together a draft really quickly. And they were, you know, impressed and it made my job easier. And in 2020, when a lot of us were hunkering down during the early days of COVID, I started thinking about that process and wondering if it could be just a standalone piece of software. And around that time, the company OpenAI, which is the company that created ChatGPT, released their the language model, the thing that kind of powers ChatGPT, which is called GPT-3. 
And so I played around with that. And I was really, I had that magical feeling that you just mentioned. And I thought, you know, I think because of the structured nature of grant writing, you always want to be very clear. You always want to be concise. The questions are all quite similar. I thought, gosh, this really could help me do what I'm doing manually even more quickly. So the idea just kept turning. My partner suggested that I apply for some startup accelerators. You know, I'd never started a tech company before, but I got in and then it's really a community effort. It's the same as anybody else that's kind of building anything else. A lot of people gave feedback, gave resources, gave encouragement, took me seriously. And over the course of about two years, the biggest development was meeting my co-founder, Robert, who's an awesome software engineer. So he's our CTO. So the two of us are sharing what we each know from our worlds. He's sharing tech with me. I'm sharing grants with him. And so it's become a really fun journey. And then we couldn't predict the spread of ChatGPT and how it would just become this cultural phenomenon. But that's really helped too, because I think before it was released, we were trying to explain to people how our software could make grant writing a lot faster. And then now, because everybody has sort of witnessed this or played with the generative AI systems, they're like, oh, okay. And then they're kind of seeking us out now. So it's both very intentional and then also a lot of good luck along the way. I love that. And I didn't know that about you, Philip. So that was really cool to hear a bit of the origin story of Granable. So before we talk more about Granable and how it can help creators and grant writers, I would love for us to take a one step back a little bit and talk about the benefits of using AI grant writing tools. So now we know what AI is and it's like, okay, I have all these applications on my desk, all these tabs open. What are the benefits or like advantages that AI is going to help us with as grant writings? Well, definitely the top benefit is time savings. So when I teach grant writing and, and when I recommend how people should approach using a, an AI or grantable, I think it's still really important for that first draft for the, the people involved in the project to spend a good amount of time and energy and thoughtfulness to get a really great grant proposal written, really great answers. One of the rules that I say for people using Grantable is good data in, good data out. So if you give you know, your grant writing assistant really very little context or not very well-written material to work with, it's not going to make it good for you. So if you give it really good ingredients, it's going to create really good outputs as well. So I think that's where I just want to start with that conversation so people don't rush past that important step. But then once you've given an AI really good context to work with, the time savings is really, really powerful. You know, you can now draft a grant in minutes, really, instead of many hours from before. I think actually just some of the stuff, most people store their previous proposals all over the place and you don't know where you wrote that answer and you got to go find it or you know dig through any number of folders or ask people. It's nice to just have this assistant who has everything there for you and actually is looking at the question you're answering and then bringing you selections that it thinks are relevant to help you answer that question. And then we'll actually draft an answer for you. So time is definitely the biggest improvement there. 
And then we, we also talked a little earlier about the energy savings. You know, in my own life, I less and less think about time management. I more and more think about energy management because, you know, if I'm not feeling great, I can spend many hours doing something and not really arrive at a great place. But I think one of the benefits that AI brings to a lot of different types of work is it can get you to 90% where you ordinarily would have spent a lot of your energy trying to get to that place and getting past the finish line is actually, you know, quite a slog. And I think if you start at 90% and you have all that energy and a, a really solid foundation, you're coming in to really just add those finishing touches that can make the product next level, whether it's writing or, you know, I guess writing is the, the thing that I know about. So I think those are the benefits, time and energy savings. Are there any disadvantages that we should be aware of as well? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be totally naive to think that, you know, anything people make doesn't have a downside. And so for generative AI, for grantable, these tools that help us produce products, I think the folly can basically come if we take our hands off the wheel and we think that it's going to just do everything for us and we, and we don't have a lot of care in the way we, we use the tool. So for example, if you can write five grants in the time it takes to write one, should you just write five grants and just spray them all over the place? I don't think so. Cause you know, you might get more money, but you have a relationship, you have an obligation to grantors. And so if their requirements are in all different directions, your work can actually start to get off course. Or, you know, maybe it's five relationships you don't care to have. That actually brings more negativity into your work, into your life. So I think to really use AI well, it comes back to that sort of time and energy management. What are you going to do with the time and energy you save and to be really intentional about it? You know, to go back to that five grants thing, I might apply for two grants where I only had time to apply for one. I might apply for two that are really well aligned. And then I might use the time that I save, the energy that I save for other things, for relationship building, for wellness and self-care or, or team building. So I think if people know how and why they're using AI to improve the workplace, to improve the mission in the organization, that's really great. If they think it's kind of a push the button and just amplify whatever I'm doing times a thousand and just push that out into the world, which I think many people are going to do, I don't think that's going to bring back, you know, anything good. I guess we said good data in, good data out. I think it's kind of like bad energy out, bad energy in. There's probably something there as well. So if you use AI to just spread yourself thin, far and wide, I think you're going to get shallow results back. But I think if you use it to be even better, to be even more focused and thoughtful, and intentional and energized, then I think it's a very positive force. And, you know, as a creator who literally has like five applications open at this time, and I'm probably going to only apply to one, like, I think you gave me permission there to say, okay, the thoughtfulness that goes into each application still has to be there. We have now tools to help us to streamline, to pick out the best pieces that we've written before and improve, not to spread ourselves thin and for us to, like you said, have 
bad quality as an output. So beautifully said, and I think it's a cautionary tale for creators too, because like you said, I think people are going to go and run with it, but those are really great things to know. One of the things that really attracted me to Granable is the ability to have like this dedicated workspace to grant writing. As a creator, this is new to me. I've been doing this for like a year and it's still fairly new and I'm using word processors and Google Docs and it's just a mess. I loved that Granable had that solution for me and now that there's an AI component as well. So we've been talking a lot about Granable. Can you let us know what is Granable? What can we expect and how can we use Granable for our grant writing submissions? Yeah, of course. So we like to think about Grantable as a world-class grant writing assistant for everyone. And so I think more and more we're going to start interacting with our technology as beings almost. So we think of Grantable as an assistant. And the way that it works is basically you give it context, you upload prior proposals or anything written that describes the work that you do that you might want to use in a grant proposal. And then when you're working on a proposal, you put the RFP with all the questions into Grantable and it will read every question that needs an answer. And it basically primes, it brings you a list of excerpts and context from all your other grants that it thinks are helpful to answer the question. And then you can either just ask it to go ahead and answer, or you can kind of tell it which selections you want it to use as ingredients and then have it draft an answer to that question. And then once the answer appears, you go in and you refine it or you know add to it however you like. And so over time, as you sort of sign off on all these questions, it continues to learn and your answers should get better and better. The drafts that it gives you should get better and better and more and more specific to your tone, your voice, your data, your your phrasings, all that kind of stuff. It's pretty straightforward there. And then, you know, you brought up a really good point. I mean, most people write in Google Docs or in Microsoft Word. And so we're really trying to figure out the best way to help people use the workflow and tools that they're used to and how can we improve upon what you're already doing. So once you've finished answering all the questions that you want help with, you can export that to Word or Google Docs if you want. But you know what we're actually finding too is more and more applications are just a form online. So we're also kind of anticipating that you may not actually want or need to go into to Word or Google Docs anymore. You may just want to go from Grantable just to paste into those uh, different fields in the future. So that's pretty straightforward. It's kind of, it's your assistant. Grantable holds all of your writing, your answers, knows your style, learns it. And then anytime you have an RFP to respond to, you can go in and put it in there and, and have it help you. I absolutely love that. And I am working, like I mentioned, on a ton of applications. And I'm really looking forward to using Granable to really streamline and to pick out those pieces, those memorable pieces that I may have forgot about because I just don't know or it's not there. So, Philip, this was so incredible. Thank you so much for sharing all about Granable, all about AI. And for me, it's empowering me to be more interested 
in AI as well and not be like adversarial. (laughs) Like, what is this taking away our jobs? Like, what's going on? So I do really appreciate it. Where can folks connect with you? And any last piece of advice for the grant writers out there that uh, you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. This was a really fun. This is actually my first podcast that I've done like this. So this is an honor to be here with you and your community. So Grantable is at grantable.co. So you can go there and you can try it out for free. There's a free tier. That's probably the easiest way to connect with the software. And then for me, I write a weekly newsletter that's free. You actually helped me get on Substack and I call it the process. So I'll make sure we're linked there. But the newsletter is really about this topic and expanding on it. It's about the future of technology and philanthropic work from the perspective of of this guy who was in the nonprofit sector for 15 years and is now in the tech sector. What can I see with my perspective and then share with folks that are curious about these conversations? That's a great way to stay in touch. My, My contact information is there as well. What you just said about kind of your reaction to AI, just yesterday, the post that I wrote, I did a cheeky little comparison of I converted the speed that ChatGPT has taken off and I converted it to the Scoville scale, which is how you measure the hotness of chili peppers. And so my calculation put ChatGPT at like a ghost pepper. And then other really fast apps like Instagram and Spotify are down at like Tabasco pepper and Thai chili. So this really has exploded and I think it will continue to do so. I believe the reason is because of the emotional intensity when we experience these apps. And what you said just now, you know, that you're gaining confidence to explore this and and come in with curiosity, that would be my piece of advice. We are going to feel AI like no other kind of software before. Every emotion is going to be there. And I believe it will be amplified and intense. And when human beings come up against strong emotions, we tend to have strong reactions. And so if your reaction is, say, fear or disgust when you see, you know, software doing something that you do, one reaction can be, oh, you know, to turn away or to ignore it. I think that's probably not the right approach. I think we have to be aware of the emotionality of this experience, but still try to lean in, try to stay in community and talk to each other like we're doing now. And then collectively, we have to figure out how to use and live and work with these things. What are the rules that we want to apply to this technology? What are the norms that we want to establish? So that's sort of my advice to everybody is treat it like eating a really hot pepper. It really is way spicier than any of the other apps that have you know taken over before but you'll be okay. (laughs) You know, have a drink of milk, share the experience with friends, try to find humor and perspective in the process. And I think, you know, that's going to be the best way forward. Philip, I think you're a foodie. All right. I think you're a foodie here. Yes, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) For sure. Maybe we can do a podcast about travel someday and talk about travel and food. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Philip. This was so amazing. And like I said, this is like a continuous conversation of like how AI is going to continuously transform our lives, our professions and all of those things. So really appreciate all the work that you're doing in this space. And yeah, let's uh, continue with these submissions. So appreciate it. <laughs>